We are live in five, <laughs> four, three, two. <laughs> Dude. Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast of Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. Today, Snard and I will be talking about Welcome to the Hellmouth and the Harvest. It's the our premiere episode. It's yeah. very exciting. It's so exciting. Happy Halloween, <laughs> by the way. Probably none of you are actually listening to this on Halloween if you have actual lives. Um, if you're looking for us, we'll actually probably be here doing just this and ignoring trick-or-treaters. <laughs> uh, yeah, and eating all the Halloween candy because <laughs> fuck kids. <laughs> Not actually, because no, that's gross. It's <laughs> as gross as fucking dead people, Buffy. It's true. <laughs> Although one is legal and one is... No, wait, they're both illegal. Yeah, I guess they're equally gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, we'll just be eating all the, the candy and swearing. Yes. Which is what Halloween is for. I've, exactly. I've so happy fucking Halloween, people. <laughs> if you are listening to this with us, cheers to you. And and we hope that you are lucky enough to be fucking on Halloween instead of listening to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Please do, in some kind of hot costume of your choice. <laughs> As Buffy once said... It's come as you are at night. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you hook up with an invisible, invisible ghost witch or something like that, and you'll, Ooh, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So, welcome to the Hellmouth and the Harvest. Uh, welcome to the Hellmouth, of course, is first because it has a welcome in it. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> and welcome to the Hellmouth is um, the episode wherein we meet Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. You've got mail. <laughs> Indeed, you do. <laughs> Of course, Buffy doesn't because she just barely moved and they probably haven't. Joyce probably hasn't. No, that's very true. But it was in the era, really, of where that was probably what you'd hear. Oh, yeah. I think we might in that one. Mm -hmm. The one that warns us about the internet. Yeah, Um, I think so. So this episode, um, on the surface, this is uh, sort of what's referred to as a welcome episode um, as established by TV tropes, which I love and adore. Uh, We introduce a new character to established group. It's an easy way of introducing everyone, and you'll see this on probably 90% of television shows in their pilot. Um, basically, Buffy goes to school, and she meets Cordelia, Xander, Willow, Giles, Principal Flutie, etc. They know her at that point as Buffy, normal girl, slash problem student, and arsonist. Uh, however, the welcome episode only counts if you look at Buffy the normal girl instead of Buffy the vampire slayer. Uh, her core team, also known as her mind, heart, and spirit are assembled in what is called an everyone-meets-everyone episode, also from TV Tropes. Uh, The members of the team are gathered one by one to meet not Buffy the Teenage Girl, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy arrives, Giles introduces himself as her watcher, then Xander overhears them talking about vampires, and then she saves Willow from vampires. So for this episode, we open in a high school. A former student is breaking in and trying to seduce an innocent girl. Only the innocent girl is Darla. Yay, we love Darla. We love Darla Yay, so much. Darla. <laughs> Yay, she's so you will cool. love Darla. Darla will be a thing. <laughs> if you've already great. watched this, you know how much you love Darla. And if you haven't already watched this, for the love of God, go watch it because oh, we're going to spoil right. everything. Spoiler shit. Yeah, sorry. Spoilers, spoilers alert, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers galore. Also, not safe for work. Put in your fucking headphones for fuck's sake, <laughs> you fucker. No, I love you very much. You're not a fucker. Unless you are. Uh, I, I don't judge sexuality. And good on you for yes. being a fucker. Good uh, job. So basically, Darla is a vampire and a really awesome one that we adore. Uh, and uh, she commences with biting the shit out of him, basically. Uh, and here, the show loves to play with this innocent, defenseless girl trope. Uh, it was the inspiration of the whole idea of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, actually. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> and next we see Buffy in her bed having a Slayer dream featuring the Master and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, basically, Not the whole only season. a Slayer dream, she is draped in white. Mm-hmm. She is this blonde vision of innocence draped in a big, pillowy white bed. Tossing and turning as all these dark images are flashing past, all of which will come true. Indeed. And so you kind of think, oh, look at innocent girl in the bed. She's having a scary dream. No, she's a fucking vampire slayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prophetic dreams <laughs> and all. Indeed. And so her mom, Joyce, uh, she wakes her up and uh, eventually drops her off at the uh, Buffy off at school saying reassuring mom things, basically, and asking <laughs> that Buffy please not get kicked out this time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> and uh, then uh, as Buffy's approaching the school, we meet some of our main players, Xander, who is left lusting after Buffy immediately and crashes his skateboard. Uh, we also <laughs> find one out... of the most painful looking oh, stunts. Oh my God. It's an oof from hell. Uh, he's also bad at math. He will always be bad at math. He's bad at many things. <laughs> but mostly math. Yes. Uh, Willow, we find a nice girl, nerdy, 
uh, Jesse is, we're not sure what's up with Jesse. He's kind of there. Well, he's wearing the orange shirt of doom. It's true. Everybody else is in their little matching white outfits. Orange is the new red. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then uh, we meet Principal Flutie. Uh, he says to Buffy that everyone gets a clean slate at Sunny Day High except for her <laughs> because he tapes her scra- transcript back together because of the arson situation. And we find out, yes, it is a permanent record after all. So uh, we know something is definitely different about our plucky heroine and uh, that it won't be easy for her to ignore her past. Uh, it's interesting, um, and we'll see this throughout probably the whole show, I think. Uh, how much Buffy's alternate Slayer self really wants to come out. She slips to Flutie immediately and starts talking about vampires and correct herself to asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> and then she t- walks out and drops her stake in the hallway for Xander to find. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hide what's on the inside. I was closeted for like 12 minutes and it was horrible. <laughs> Everybody knew. Everyone. Mom when- knew when I was three, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 not like a butch or anything, you guys. I'm kind of middle of the road. No, she's. I yeah, swear, she I have, really I have is. Long hair and stuff. Yeah, I uh, can vouch for that. It was just really obvious. No. Yeah, <laughs> I remember being like nine years old, and my friends were all talking about their sister's girlfriend or sister girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Freud. Um, <laughs> my sister's boyfriends and everything, and they asked me if mine had one, and I thought I cannot picture her with a boy, or exactly. a, a girl would work. Yeah. I could see that. That, yeah. that, that's the test. If you mm-hmm. can picture somebody with, yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't picture you with a guy. That'd be so weird. <laughs> That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Oh, so weird. So, <laughs> much like Xander, check out that segue, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> so at this point, Xander kind of hits on Buffy, and it is painful, much like me hitting on a girl. <laughs> I think it's adorable. <laughs> it's, but it's pain. I mean, it's one of those where you're like, oh, dude, ow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but Buffy's very nice to him. Very, very mm-hmm. nice. She's very sweet at this point in the show. <laughs> uh, in class, uh, Cordelia, Cordelia and Buffy are sitting next to each other learning about the Black Death, which would be awesome. Uh, Cordy is nice enough to share her book with Buffy. They're getting along great. They are, uh, at this point, both wearing Button downs with a tank underneath. Um, Cordy's in pants, Buffy's in a skirt, and Cordy, Cordelia's shirt and Buffy's skirt match almost yeah, perfectly. If they, if they just went ahead and swatched, swapped tops, then they would be in really good shape. Yeah. yeah. So we're seeing at that point that these could be the same person. Yes. So as long as we're on the subject of costuming, um, from the very beginning we see these interesting themes where people either go together or are in opposition to each other. Um, so example, Jesse stands out from the beginning. He's the only, like red shirt he's the only you know orange shirt available also we see buffy and her mom in opposite colors joyce is wearing a dark top and buffy's wearing a light one um and xander's the next person we see wearing white and then willow's the next one we see after that we don't see another character wearing a white shirt until we meet giles who's wearing a white stripey shirt that actually kind of matches buffy's whole ensemble in the library oh yeah the stripes on his shirt are I think the same color as her skirt, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So it's, they've got like a, you know, like a brown and white theme going on. Um, and then everybody else, while you think in memory that they might be wearing white, like Principal Flutie's wearing a blue shirt and gray. So we don't really know what to think about him. He's not really matching anything. And so we, we just tend to see these little themes going on, giving us clues. By the end of the episode, we can start to ignore them because everybody's relationships have been established. Um, but you know, if people are wearing the same color, they're going to get along. If they're wearing different colors, they're not going to get along. If someone's wearing a different color than everybody else, then they're going to stand out in some way. They're screwed. So screwed. (laughs) So screwed. Particularly if it's orange. (laughs) Yes, apparently so. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, or if it's black when vampires are around. Ah, yes. Yes. It's Buffy, which means she's going to start kicking ass. Exactly. (laughs) So to, uh, to further illustrate this, uh, Cordelia gives, uh, Buffy a uh, popular girl quiz, I guess it is. And mm-hmm. Buffy, of course, passes with flying colors because that is the group that she belongs in. Oh, yeah. And you see her click in. You actually mm-hmm. see her kind of do the like, oh, okay. Yep, yeah, exactly. Okay. This is who Buffy would be if she was not a slayer. Buffy says as much in later episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
of course, it all goes wrong when Cordelia goes full mean girl on Willow. And Buffy, if you, if you watch her face at this point, she's completely horrified by this. And oh, yeah. she's done with this whole, whole popular girl Cordelia situation at that point. <laughs> so she goes to the library in search of actual school books, which is going to become unusual for Buffy uh, as the series goes on. <laughs> and this is, as I was referring to earlier, the Everyone Meets Everyone episode part one, Buffy's Mind. This is Giles. We love Giles. We love Giles. Who doesn't love Giles? Also, and I, I'm asexual as fuck. Tony Head, take off your pants. Oh, well, I'm a big homosexual, and I enjoyed watching him Seriously, in Fishnets in that one thing on YouTube. so beautiful. If you haven't seen him in Fishnets, just use the Google. Yes. There will be a link in the show notes. Anthony Stewart Head, Rocky Horror. You'll be amazed. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And slightly horrified and then... Really delighted. <laughs> I think mostly delighted. Yes. <laughs> uh, Giles is extremely happy to meet Buffy. Watch his face, you guys. Go <laughs> yes. back and rewatch this just for this moment. He's so yes. happy. When he bends down to grab what might be the Slayer Handbook, we're not really <laughs> <Yes>. sure. <laughs> it, is, he, it is mentioned He has later. this little <laughs> grin that is the <laughs> cutest thing I've ever seen. And I mean, because Giles has been waiting for his very own Slayer for almost his entire yes, life. Like he's moved to Sunnydale from the British Museum. <laughs> yeah, it's a big fucking like, deal. This is a big deal. He had a good job, y'all. And yeah. he picked up all his books and brought them to Sunnydale because he got his own Slayer. His very own Slayer. He's, and he's so excited. <laughs> and Buffy is having none of it. <laughs> yes. Buffy's like, this is not what I'm looking for. And she pretty much bails out of the yeah, library. Poor, poor Buffy. She came here looking for a brand new start. And she has her old record taped back together. And then the next thing she sees is some asshole <laughs> handing her some giant book of vampires. Big book of like, vampire. fuck all of you. I'm trying to be a normal girl. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she's having, she's having the prophetic dreams and she's dropping the everybody that oh vampires oh steak yeah. oh uh, sorry oh, no, i yeah. meant asbestos yeah. i was just making a little <laughs> tiny fence yeah <laughs> uh so uh meanwhile uh random mean girls are gossiping about buffy in the locker room as you do mm-hmm. uh and darla's leftovers just pop out of that locker wearing red mind you <laughs> oh. the girl who gets landed on by the vampire <laughs> really? boy yes no oh. that's <laughs> That's why it happened. Yeah, I mean, we're all seeing red at this point. <laughs> Is that another episode? Never mind. No. Um, <laughs> very unfortunate episode. Uh, so Buffy goes and friends up Willow. Uh, Willow drops the information that Giles was possibly the curator of the British Museum, <laughs> which, as we yeah. mentioned, is a big fucking deal. She says the or a hey, or no, know. it's the. the <laughs> yeah, in the. a big way. In a Yeah. And uh, so Jesse and Xander kind of wander up and there's, you know, awkwardness and mm-hmm. conversation and whatever. Yeah, And we're very clearly pitting Jesse again away from the group. Yes. Like Xander sits down and you don't actually get to get that lovely tableau of them all wearing the same color. But you can just tell that he fits the way he just plops down in between yeah. Willow and Buffy. Yeah. And Jesse standing a ways away. Um, Cordelia comes up and reports the extreme dead guy in the locker room. <laughs> Why we love Cordelia so much. <laughs> and Jesse completely unfazed by this. And as we'll find out later, Jesse is not the brightest bulb when it comes to danger to his person. He's not even an on bulb. He's, <laughs> no. not, he's not even turned. No, he's not. So he uh, hits on Cordelia, who has just reported the extreme dead guy. <laughs> and Cordy is not impressed by this. Um, <laughs> Buffy is immediately interested. And hey, are there any marks on the extreme dead guy? I'm just curious. Uh, which Cordy thinks she's weird already. And, you know, weird. Uh, so Buffy busts into the gym and for anyone who wondered how this teeny tiny person was going to kill vampires, they show us the super strength and she examines the body and sees the bite marks because she knows what she's doing. She's mm-hmm. a slayer. And has the great reaction of essentially the TV. <laughs> she's like, oh, of, fuck. fuck. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Buffy <laughs> spends the whole first episode being like, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's true. Oh, also, before we get too far, um, so Willow, Buffy's spirit. Mm. When she's talking to her just a minute before the extreme dead guy news, um, she actually says that it's not legal for Buffy to be friends with both her and Cordelia. Oh, that's a good point. So we need to take note that Buffy's spirit is straight up telling her she doesn't get to be friends with Cordelia. (laughs) Right. And telling her, basically, you're not normal. Yes. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Also, we have a little bit of foreshadowing where Jesse offers Cordelia a shoulder to nibble on. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that Darla would be happy to take care of yeah. that for him later. Bye on bye, Red Shirt. Yep. <laughs> so uh, she, Buffy goes to Giles immediately 
uh, to report her findings and point out that she doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, the, the show is actually setting up a lot here in what seems like a very simple scene. Um, one of the themes that runs through Buffy throughout the series is how much Buffy will wrestle with her darkness. In a few seasons, she'll be doing that literally, actually. Mm-hmm. And this sets up the first time. She does not want to do any of this stuff. She has no desire. And yet, she feels compelled to do all of this stuff yes. and save people and be the slayer. <laughs> she is. So, and they get so much backstory in just a little tiny bit of time. Oh, it's, it's great. It's beautiful. And there's, I mean, there's more to come, too. It's pretty, it's pretty dense material when you really get down to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Giles tells her that the boy was just the beginning. Uh, he starts to give us the awesome speech about one girl in all the world. Uh, and when Buffy's like, eh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> She's heard it. So her mind is telling her things she already knows. Exactly. Uh, he, he, he hypothesizes uh, already that Sunnydale attracts evil, creepy things. Uh, which includes Buffy, honestly, because yeah, uh-huh. she shows up and all this stuff starts going Seriously, crazy. watch for her darkness. If, again, if you're watching along with us, just watch for Buffy's darkness. Yes, absolutely. We'll get into this a lot more and a lot more explicitly, but she starts dark from the beginning. Absolutely. This, the revelations of, um, of her Slayer origins and things like that, um, the arrival of other characters who represent dark parts of her, is not a surprise. No. We, we, if, you, if you look, you can see this coming from the first... Mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Yeah. And we hypothesize, and we'll do this into the future, that there is no accident that Giles is her watcher. Absolutely. Yes. And we'll just leave that there for now. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, we'll be talking about that forever. 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 Uh, (laughs) So Buffy lays out that she is pretty much a bitter veteran of slang already. Here's another interesting part. Uh, The show establishes that um, it will be saying a lot by not saying anything. This is the part where you would think that Buffy would be telling Giles that her first Watcher was killed. We know her first Watcher was killed because he's not anywhere. Mm-hmm. Watchers travel with their slayers. And if we're going off of the movie at all, which is not necessary for this, right. her Watcher does die. Right. Um, and we can assume. I think we can make a good assumption that since he's not there, mm-hmm. he's dead. Yeah. Uh, she never mentions her Watcher, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, we do see him briefly in a flashback that isn't even hers. Uh, a later character, however, Faith, uh, will show us more about um, how it is to be a slayer who's lost her watcher yeah. and how An traumatic slayer, that would be. Yeah, so and, and, uh, and how traumatic that would be for Buffy, and Buffy never mentions it. Mm-hmm. I find that very interesting. Yeah, she's, she represses that really hard. Yeah. And considering how we see Buffy deal with loss over oh, the absolutely. course of everything, like I think she by the end she kind of figures out how to handle it. Um, because that's what growing up is about. Yeah. But, but, she, it's, but yeah. it's weird. She just she never, ever talks about her watcher. We never mm. get a flashback of her watcher unless it's somebody else doing a flashback of her watcher. Um, it's, it, it's so interesting that they go so far out of their way. Yeah. It's, to, uh, it's a very elephant in the room kind yeah. of treatment. So I do like that. I like that that's just... It's almost like that's something so precious to her that she keeps it, keeps it to herself even from um, her new watcher. But, right. You know, which actually she might want to protect him from that. Yeah. Um, I can see that. And I don't know if there's anybody else she would actually confide that in up until Tara. Well, I, I would think that at some point you think that she would mention it to Giles. It's possibly, it, it just sticks out. It kind of sticks out like a sore thumb for me, but is that yeah. she doesn't ever mention yeah. it. Well, and it could be that Giles just knows and they both know yeah. not to, but it's, I think it's conspicuous for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and now we have everyone meets everyone. Part two, Buffy's heart. Xander has overheard all of this. <laughs> He's very confused. Because <laughs> he was, like, for the first time, maybe ever, trying to find a book in the library and taking four fucking ever. Like, of course, maybe he just decided to hide. I don't know. <laughs> He's stalking Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy, uh, in the meantime, Buffy ponders, this is Sunnydale. How bad and evil can it be? Well, Buffy, since you ask, <laughs> Luke is working on waking the master. Oh, pontificating Luke. He sure is. <laughs> in Buffy's bedroom, Buffy is trying to choose an outfit and says that she used to be so good at this. Again, echoes of what Buffy could be versus Slayer Buffy. Yes. Uh, Joyce pops in and is hopeful about Sunnydale and their new life. She's going to get the gallery on its feet, which suggests, of course, that this was her job in L.A. only an art gallery. She talks about the reading of parenting books, tells Buffy she fell in with the wrong cloud, crowd, <laughs> and Buffy slips as she does and says she'll only hang out with the living from now on. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, Buffy. <laughs> Joyce is like, okay. Yeah. Well, and during this whole speech, it's great because the screen is divided in two. We have two different stories of Buffy kind of being profile um, and then Joyce behind her 
picking up childhood toys. She's mm-hmm. holding soft things. She's holding a cushion for a minute over her mom jeans because you know <laughs> I would hold a cushion over those mom jeans. I would too. Um, but you know, Joyce mom jeans, why not? And then she's holding like a stuffed animal. So you just see her kind of holding these relics of Buffy's old life while Buffy's literally trying to choose who to be for the night. Right. Do I want to be a slut or do I want to be a priss? Yeah. Pretty much what she's trying to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And then she chooses neither. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) She will do that again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, In the street, as Buffy's leaving, she's being followed. But it's just Angel. (laughs) Nothing weird about that. (laughs) Nothing scary about angels showing up. He's such a kitten. (laughs) It's just a little baby kitten. Just a nice guy. Yeah. (laughs) Nice shadowy forehead guy. Nice guy guy who's room temperature. (laughs) He's he's good looking for room temperature. He's fantastic looking. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous man. Yeah. Uh, Buffy shows off her superpowers and pretty much kicks his ass. He uh, tells her to not to worry. He doesn't bite. Uh, And uh, also informs her that she's standing in the mouth of hell. So he's a good time. Yeah, <laughs> I can see why Buffy didn't like him very much at first. But again, co- interesting costuming. We see him wearing this very vampy, like mm-hmm. silk blazer thing. Yes. We like to and imagine then... that he, he, before he reintegrated into human life, he was going through GQ. Oh yeah, he was he's to just take like I don't know, like I because if once we get his backstory, we know that he was just like eating rats and being totally like Louis, you know, like. Lestat and Louis, and then, you know, kind of sees the Slayer and decides to clean up his act, and he's just trying to figure out how to do this human thing. So he, like, oh, yeah, well, this is what vampires wear, right? (laughs) And it's, like, this silk blazer with a white shirt underneath, so, you know, like, dark on the outside, nice and white and clean on the inside. Which is very important. Angel often dresses like this. Yes. Dark on the outside, not so dark on the inside. Yes. That's pretty much Angel in a nutshell. Yeah, and when he doesn't, something's wrong. Right. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> he also very importantly gives her a cross. Which was in her dream. Mm-hmm. It yes, certainly her was. Her tossy turnies. Note, note that he does not touch the cross. That should be suspicious for Buffy as well as the room temperature thing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy can be kind of clueless sometimes. <laughs> you guys, he's totally a vampire. He doesn't bite. <laughs> but you know that because you've already been spoiled. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if you, even if you haven't been spoiled, like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> It's the least revealy reveal, but that's fine. And, you know, tall, dark, and forehead. At the bronze, Buffy is uncomfortable. Uh, we noted when we were watching this, the, the camera work, the editing, all shows a sense of discomfort, and she's kind of discombobulated. She's kind of nervous, and a guy waves at her, and she or waves it by her, and she kind of waves, but it's the guy behind her, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who hasn't done that? <laughs> I have never done that. <laughs> Because I never wave back because I'm sure they're not waving at me. <laughs> I'm going to just start waving at you in crowds. I'm going to like stalk you and wave at you in crowds. Just and, to make you And you'll get me. a blank stare because that's what I've trained myself to do. I'm like, I'm your sister, yo. <laughs> but with my luck, you would be waving at somebody else. So now I'm going to do Now I'm going to follow you around and I'm going to hire like people to be behind you. <laughs> you know, where would you follow me? I work from home. <laughs> It'll be easy. <laughs> you show up in the backyard. Okay, if you show up in mom's backyard, I'm going to be like, hey, snart. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So uh, Buffy finds Willow, and Willow is uh, pitifully lamenting her dating experience. And yes. Snart, you noticed something about this. You noticed oh, something about this part. Yes, I did. Um, so she's talking about how she doesn't date a lot. You know, she doesn't really date ever. And... Uh, Neither does Buffy. And in her words, quote, boys are into girls who can talk. Now, this seems like it's a cute little Willow trait. Like, we have a lot of kind of double meanings happening in these scripts. As well as Willow giving guys, teenage boys, oh, yeah. benefit of the doubt in a big Definitely, way. Yeah, like a huge <laughs> way. Like So that, the line yeah. sticks out, honestly, because mm-hmm. it's not true. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, well, it's not true in that it's... Anyway. Well, in, in the in the surface of things, it's yes. not true. It's but not true. that's when we start to pay attention because yeah. when something is patently not true like that, and Willow would know this because she's having mm-hmm. trouble dating and yeah. she is a thinker and, and a talker. her best friend is a boy. And as two people whose best friends were boys for most of our lives, Indeed. we know a lot more about them than some people might. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she says this and what it, it seems to be a code for Buffy's spirit. Um, Buffy's spirit is saying that, you know, she can't be with people because she can't tell the truth. Is And right. that's that's really interesting. There seems to be like a coded message in there. I might be overreaching. 
I don't care. I like it. I don't think you're overreaching because the, the line itself makes no sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what teenage girl thinks that teenage boys are interested in what they say? <laughs> very true. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> and then, uh, but not only is she there, we also encourage her to go out and seize the day. <laughs> seize the guy. Seize the guy. Yes. Carpe. Seize the guy. Carpe vampire. I mean, carpe DM. <laughs> carpe mortis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Latin's rusty. I probably said that wrong. Um, so, <laughs> so they're talking, you know. Everything's going well. Willow runs off to mm-hmm. seize the guy. Yes. Um, Buffy sees Giles looking extremely uncomfortable. Extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Which is great acting on Anthony Stewart Head's part. And oh, yeah. also for Giles, because this is not an environment in which he is uncomfortable. No, just say. no. Yes. Like, <laughs> he may have convinced himself over time that he is. Yes. But at one point, he was not that uncomfortable. Yes. There. The um, mask that Giles is currently wearing would be uncomfortable would be in horrified, this place. Scandalized. Yes. This is Seriously. horrible right here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Buffy mentions uh, Angel uh, and tells Giles that uh, all the stuff that Angel said about the harvest. Uh, Buffy uh, says how much she didn't really dig Angel at all. Um, no, not at all. No, so annoying. So attractive in that annoying kind of way. He is kind of a dick in early episodes, but yeah. he is very cute. Yeah. We can, because girls care about that. Yes. Right? Guys that can talk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Buffy's like, you're not hearing anything of what he's saying. No, it's like, he's blah, just, blah, blah, blah. You're really pretty. Like, yeah, wow. You're so pretty. But where the wow. fuck did you get I don't that even jacket? care that you're room temperature. <laughs> it's never an issue for her, guys. <laughs> Ever. Nope. Uh, so Giles is basically trying to convince Buffy that she it's a slayer. She should go out there and get him. And, and she kind of blows him off. And he said, well, that's fine as long as you're not having the nightmares, which of course she is. Of course. Uh, meanwhile, Cordy is being hit on by Jesse again and is still not having any of it. Who's Jesse's now wearing black, you guys. Yeah, black. sort of a yeah. stripey white mm-hmm. black kind of thing. Yeah. Sort of it's, he's on the cusp of something. Yeah, well, mm. it's it's kind of like the douchey version of a come bite me sweater. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Buffy tells Giles he's like a textbook with arms, which I love. <laughs> uh, Giles encourages Buffy to use her slayer senses, uh, saying she needs to hone them. Buffy opts for the fashion sentence option, and I have to say, as we find out in later episodes, those Slayer senses would have been really handy about 11 million times over, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Buffy probably should have been working on them the whole time. Yes. Whatever. Uh, Buffy looks down and sees Willow seizing the vampire and goes in pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's not the kind of carpe I meant. <laughs> yes, don't, not that one, not the ones that are cold, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, so... Well, she is trying to save Willow, uh, and this is very important. Buffy almost sticks Cordelia. <laughs> this is Everyone Meets Everyone, part three, Buffy's spirit. While Willow, who is Buffy's spirit, is being threatened by a vampire, Buffy's human cover identity is also being threatened by Cordelia and Buffy's identity as a slayer, trying to poke mm-hmm. her with a stick and all that. Uh, Cordy declares that she is going to call everyone she knows and out Buffy as a freak. <laughs> and check the cell phone. It's huge. I love that cell it's phone. Huge. Like the, one of the best parts of the show, I mean, aside from the show and everything that's good about it, is just being able to track the technology. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it's just it's so awesome. It is really fun. Because, you know, it's like a walk down memory lane. It really is. <laughs> or a walk down lanes past if you are young. Younger <laughs> yes. than me, which makes you young. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're not old. And, uh, no. no. Um, so costume-wise, uh, at this point, uh, even though they were very dressed very similarly before, Cordelia is wearing a pastel lavender kind of dress, uh, but Buffy is wearing pants and a pastel blue button-down. Cordy's hair is down, Buffy's is up, and their outfits are very different, is what I'm saying here. Uh, they sort of freaks their, mm-hmm. their parting of the ways as far as uh, that kind of thing, at least for this yes. episode. Well, and Cordy somehow manages to cover the would you like a copy of the Watchtower and the I'm Incredible <laughs> Slut all in one. Like as, She manages to, to put those two personas right she, there together. As she will for the rest of her time she on really two does. series like, of television. Yeah, she can make a sweater set look like the sexiest, sluttiest thing you've ever <laughs> seen. true. Which we'll see in later episodes when people accuse her of dressing slutty when she's wearing something that... Right. I don't know. It's just tits, you guys. I have the same problem. <laughs> 
It's just tits. <laughs> you have them automatically. Everything looks hot. Um, yeah, I'm wearing kind of a lumberjack shirt today. <laughs> I'm sure it looks hot. I'm sure You're my sister. I can't make that judgment I know, call. I have no idea. No. <laughs> that just got weird. <laughs> it's, it's true. I have no idea. I have no idea if you're an attractive person. I seriously don't. I, there is a receptionist at my work who looks a lot like you, and everybody thinks she she's hot, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I have sister blindness. <laughs> I, have sister blindness. <laughs> I have sister blindness, too. How weird. It's weird. I even showed her a picture of you. She's like, oh, she does look like me. Oh, so it's true. Weird. I have a doppelganger. <laughs> she's also tall. Oh, not a doppelganger. So um, Giles very, uh, discovers that Buffy has, in fact, not slain the vampire um, and offers to come with her to actually slay the vampire but she sends him away she doesn't need her mind for this part her mind would be better utilized uh, by doing some research <laughs> she even says no, this will be easy going yeah. so you know she's going to do full slayer and she doesn't need her mind to figure anything out he's going to go back and figure out what's really going on in the big, this is big a picture. theme indeed yes um jesse finally has some luck with the ladies unfortunately for him said lady is darla <laughs> dun, dun, dun. and the lovely lovely girl yes. she is too uh, the master rises, and Luke is very pleased by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, this is a little fun fact. It's probably not relevant at all, but uh, in the script, uh, the master's name is Heinrich Joseph Nest, and he was supposed to kind of look like a Nazi, which he does. He totally does. Interesting. And in the remaster, you can see how gorgeous everything is, and oh, yeah. that costume is on point. Absolutely. Like, it's got the little short amazing. collar. And it, yeah. yeah like, and there's not a single wrinkle on the whole thing. Like, yeah. it's really how you think somebody would be just meticulously dressed if they had nothing else to do. Yeah, like... Leather Nazi. Yeah, Leather Nazi. (laughs) Can we start a punk band called Leather Nazis? I don't don't know. I suppose. Please. Only if you start my other band called the Diabetic Socks. Absolutely. Uh, Right on. (laughs) (laughs) So Willow is being led into the cemetery by Vamp Guy. Uh, Xander reveals that he knows Buffy is the Slayer. He has no idea what a Slayer is, but he plays along rather well. (laughs) Buffy's like, yeah, I'm totally the Slayer. How does everybody know this? And she gives it up because... Buffy is never going to be good at undercover. She's been dying to tell somebody this whole time. Someone finally noticed her cries for help, and she gets to come out of the closet, and she's so excited. I love that she doesn't even say, I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, well, how does everybody know this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, better, got to be better at undercover, Buffy, which you will never be, unfortunately. (laughs) It's a good thing she lives in a town that's really good at just, like, editing what they think they know. It's true. They're just like, no, everything's fine. Everything's pretty. It's fine. We could just keep living here. People keep dying of neck hemorrhage. It's okay. At this point in the at this point in this episode, she's told like seventy five people she's a vampire slayer, and they're and like, they're hey. like huh? yeah, including okay. her own mother. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably not the first time Joyce has heard that either. No, probably not. So uh, Willow and Vamp guy are getting vampy uh, in a mausoleum. Yeah. Darla shows up with a very very bitten Jesse, who still hasn't realized he's in trouble, being as I mentioned rather stupid about that kind of thing, especially <laughs> when he thinks there's a chance of getting laid. He thinks what he has hickey? a hickey. hickey with blood or blood or <laughs> I'm like, I got a hickey. I don't think that's a, I think that's a that's hickey. That's not a hickey. Yeah, it's been Just a while. while. <laughs> no, he's never had one before. <laughs> well, he's probably seen one. There's not blood spraying out of your neck when you have a hickey. How would he, it could be the aftermath. You don't know. True. The bruise could just be there the next day. <laughs> so he's got a bad case of neck rupture. Uh, and Darla vamps, and, and it's gorgeous. Thank you, Remaster. She has oh a God. great vamp face transition in this part. Wow. The, when I, uh, the first time I watched the Remaster, which was just a few weeks ago, it actually startled me a little bit. I was like, oh, oh my. That's, yeah. wow. <laughs> Hi, Darla. Look at you. <laughs> so Buffy shows. She quips as she does. Snakes Vamp Kai, uh, and Xander almost pukes, which is interesting. Uh, Buffy kicks Darla's ass pretty well and complains about how she's been trying to start over, which is kind of a funny scene. <laughs> uh, Luke appears out of nowhere and beats the crap out of Buffy. Uh, Willow, Xander, and Jesse are fleeing through the cemetery and they're surrounded by vamps. Uh, Luke continues to beat the crap out of Buffy some more. He voices over and we see shots of the Giles researching the harvest and the future Scoobies being menaced. And it's a great, creepy sequence right there. I love that oh, sequence. Yeah. And Luke informs Buffy that the Earth will belong to the Old Ones. Holy crap, you guys, the Old Ones. They mentioned the Old Ones in the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. first episode. Holy crap. This won't pay off for a really long time. Oh, my God. But when it pays off, you'll be like, what? Not even on this, I mean, a little bit here and there on Buffy itself, but but on Angel, holy crap. Yeah, we have to wait all the way till almost the end of Angel. Amazing. For this to pay off. And it's still there. And the mythology holds up. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, It's amazing that they did this. I'm... 
very, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> Little squee noises happened. Absolutely. I mean, there was a yeah. huge squee. I was like oh, yeah. sitting in the living room. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, the old ones. Holy crap. And then I got a text message and I squeaked. They talk about the old ones in the first episode. So that's, a, <laughs> that's pretty much the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It is, yeah. Shall we launch into... Do you want to talk about anything or should we launch into uh, um, well, uh, The Harvest? I, I think we can launch unless you want to take a break. Yes, we're going to take a break that you all know nothing about because it will be edited out. Intermission. Indeed, because it's time for smoking. Yes. And now we continue with Buffy, Season 1, Episode 2, The Harvest. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> we resume our story with Luke and the Vampire getting very bitey on Buffy. In a coffin. <laughs> in a coffin. In a big stone coffin thing. What big stone coffin. I don't know what those are called. Sarcophagus? If you're in Egypt, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is it still a sarcophagus? Gentle listeners, please let us know. Please What let is us that know. thing? Write in. Find us anywhere on the web that you can find us. Because um, we need to know the name of that thing because it's going to come up a lot what those things are called. <laughs> but before, before Luke's fingers can make contact with Buffy's neck... <laughs> Her necklace from Angel saves her. Aw, Angel <laughs> saved her. Isn't that cute? For the first time. For the first time. It's a good coward's way of saving somebody, isn't it? <laughs> Giving them a magical necklace that protects them. Saving by proxy. It's like, yeah, Her- totally. Heroism. It's heroism like, by proxy. Here's here's a tool. Peace out. <laughs> yep. Enjoy. Uh, I have to go clothes shopping again because I don't think this is working. <laughs> Do you like my outfit? Or, uh, it's looking yeah, I don't too know. cute. Do you like my outfit? I can't see myself in a mirror. So I have no idea. So, that would be that would so suck. Yes. Also, poor guy. as a segue, there's a, something interesting that happens with vampires and clothes. Like yes, because when clothes are on a vampire, you don't see the clothes in the mirror. Yes. Like you don't just see. It's not right. like the Invisible Man, right? Isn't Where that you weird? see clothes, and also when you dust a vampire, right. the clothes dust with them. Well, and we we see um we see one scene. Way far in the future, an angel where he scores some sunglasses off of a vampire before That's it dusts. Yeah. So it seems the dusting process will pretty much take out anything that doesn't have magical origins. Yes, the magical origins things is, thing is important. Yes, but yeah, like I actually love that scene because he so smoothly just like takes <laughs> yes. the the glasses off as the guy is dusting. Yep. And you're like, what are you doing? Oh, so it doesn't yeah, dust like, with no, him. No, it's so smooth. It's yeah. smooth angel, which he's not yet. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's still, still kind of weird, yeah. kind of creeper, creeper angel. Yeah, he's, 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 uh, I, I read some fashion magazines from five years ago and then went out and read some teen romances and I'm trying to look like what I think I ought to. And this is not a criticism. Like this actually no. seems to be like what Angel would do. This is a, actually not a bad plan because you've been feeding yeah. on rats and stuff mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like ever since been, unfortunate events that we'll find out later about he, an angel. He's been out of the world for spell. Yes. And so, yeah, start with GQ and leaf yeah, through it and like, stuff. Seriously, and that makes sense. I mean, it's... <laughs> go know. pick you out a blazer. Yeah, it's just like in Never Been Kissed where she's going back to high school and wears whatever she sees in Teen Vogue or uh, whatever and it goes horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad strategy. No, it's really not. Yeah. Uh, so, in the graveyard, uh, Buffy womps on a vampire who's trying to bite Willow and saves Xander from some other vamps who are dragging him away. Uh, they find out that Darla took Jesse, which is not good. I think it's Darla, isn't it? Yeah. They say a, a she. She, so yeah, it's We Darla. can assume it's Darla because mm-hmm. she's awesome. We haven't seen any other female vamps yet. Right. It's true. Uh, and it's Darla. We mm-hmm. can assume that she's yeah. all over that kind of thing. She's a multitasker. She is. Well, she already ate from him, so now it's like her turn to right. clean up after herself or something. Because <laughs> she left that other vamp in a locker, yeah, which like, yeah. <laughs> very rude. Of, yes, very rude of Darla. Uh, so Buffy is actually very concerned. Uh, about Jesse, which is, I mean, to her credit, because he's mm-hmm. been sort of a dork and yeah, she doesn't he totally know him. Yeah, so. has. Like, she doesn't know, but he's right. human. So, and we protect humans in Buffy. Absolutely. Props kind of, the, even well, if they're absolutely horrible, horrible people. Right. There's only a few instances where we don't care. It's considered a bad thing to kill a human. It is. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Unless it's, it's like karmic justice. Still kind of considered times. a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, it's still not good. It, it depends on who kills the human. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. That yes. is a big thing. Yes, and how much we are standing by for the who and the what. Right. Yes. How much do you like the person who killed the human is pretty much what yeah, it comes down much, to. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, which, which makes sense <laughs> yeah, because, absolutely. you know, we are all fallible, including our fictional characters. Absolutely. <laughs> There's just sometimes where you're like, yeah, fucker. Yeah, Take exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, back in the library, we get the scoop on uh, the beginnings of the world from Giles for Eon. Demon walk, demons walk the earth. All that remains of the old ones are vestiges. So more old ones. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, do we have the whiteboard at this point? Oh, not yet. Oh, okay. Maybe. 
No, not yet. All right, just do <laughs> keep Hang an on. eye. Keep an eye, gentle listeners. Hopefully, you're rewatching these along with us. Please keep do. an eye on that whiteboard because yeah. it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> Hellmouth. Uh, <laughs> uh, Xander is still not so much believing in vampires, despite there being no. vampires. Again, he's it, Jesse's really not a bright bulb, and Xander's flickery. They're they, well. I mean, I guess I should say it now. Mm-hmm. Xander's a big dumb guy. He is. We love Xander. He's awesome. But yeah. there's a there's a type that mm-hmm. uh, he's the golden he's, retriever. He is. He is a big he loyal is. golden retriever. Very big dumb loyal. <laughs> you just love him to death. Yes. But there is not a lot of faculty right going on up there. But every now and then he acts on instinct, and it's amazing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like what he does well, he does really really well. <laughs> and what he does not do well, um, well, it's Xander. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I wonder what that says about Muffy's heart. Um, she falls in love with dead guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Buffy's heart can do math. <laughs> no. She, it definitely can't tell temperature. That's why she needs Willow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Giles. Yes. <laughs> I need help with math. Uh, so uh, Willow is pretty much needing to sit down while already sitting down. Which is adorable. Yes, it was a vampire shock. (laughs) Oh, good for me. (laughs) Uh, Giles tells us that vampires are a result of human blood mixed with demon blood, which is very interesting. It is interesting. Um, And that stays true. Unlike some of the things we find out about vampires, that is absolutely true. Yes. And we stick with that. Yes. And you can see the subtle grades of different kinds of vampires and... um, and uh, they're in what they look like and all that kind of stuff. The more ancient vampires tend to look a little bit more like, um, well, some vampires we'll meet much, much, much later in much the series. Later. But they look like pure or vampire. Pure er. Yes. Pure er. Yeah, so not you're, mudbloods. So okay? you're sort of seeing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sort of seeing the effects of dilution and strength of, uh, of vampire blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or demon blood, I should say. Yeah. Just, uh, just think of it like the whole wizarding world and it makes more sense. Right. Yeah. I think it's good. Uh, in the master's pad, uh, Jesse is presented to the master, who isn't happy that Darla snacked on him. Darla is afraid of the master, which is important. We'll get into that a little bit later. Now I want a Cribs edition with the master's lair. <laughs> it's, the ma- <laughs> it's the master pad. <laughs> uh, in the library, Buffy blames herself for Jesse being taken, and this will be a thing for Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Basically, everything you need to know about Buffy is really getting set up in these first two episodes. Absolutely. And it's really amazing. Absolutely. Um, Willow suggests calling the cops and Buffy explains why the cops can't help with this kind of thing. I mean, I still think if you I shoot mean, a vampire hello? in the knees, it, it could be effective, but we're in That's the face. True. But we don't use guns in Buffy. This right. is another thing. Like we, we see them occasionally, but usually to very ill effect. Right. They're um, dangerous. They're unpredictable. Yeah. They are used by vampires, whatever. Or um, the, the catchphrase, these things never helpful. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, however, on Angel, it's a different story. Yes. Because Angel is a completely different world. Yep. Which is yes. awesome. Also, a note about costuming, as long as we're talking about oh, this yes. scene. Um, so Giles and Xander both wearing green, Willow wearing orange, and Buffy wearing black. Yes. The black shirt with the cross. Because Buffy is the slayer. She is the one girl in all the world who has she to deal is. with all this shit. Yes. And she's <laughs> also the one who's not necessarily all the way human. Absolutely. And it's telling us that, us that so early in this show, you guys. So early. <laughs> oh, gentle listeners. Like, yeah. This show is on top of things in ways I had no idea about. <laughs> <laughs> um, back in the master pad, the master has figured out that Buffy is the slayer. He's on it. Uh, apparently no one has gotten one over on Luke since the 1800s, so Buffy was really kind of impressive in that little fight with him, yeah. I gotta say. Not bad for, like, a little not-wannabe slayer. Exactly. She's, like, so not wanting to do this. <laughs> and yet she's very good at it. Yeah. Because she's the slayer. Uh, back in the library, Willow exposes her hacking skills. Uh, skills. Buffy tells Giles that he was right about her being unprepared and figures out that Luke must have had a way into the lair via the mausoleum. Very smart, yeah. Buffy. Very, Very good. Very smart. Uh, Xander pouts. <laughs> <laughs> and Giles hates computers. That's pretty yes. much what's going on in the library right now. Oh, and, and yeah, and Willow with the hacking. Yes. Just Willow with the hacking. Yes. This is important. Absolutely. Very yes. important. Which is also why I think she is wearing a complimentary color to the other two's green, because she has a special ability as well. Oh, very nice. Very nice, Snark. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Buffy escapes from school despite Principal Flutie's best semi-efforts to <laughs> bring up her past. And much with the irony. The show <laughs> loves the irony. Yes, it does. And we love the irony the show brings. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Xander and Willow lament the change in their lives and they worry about Buffy. 
Uh, Buffy arrives at the mausoleum dressed in black. Very important. Very. <laughs> she did not stop into a costume change. She's still all in black. That's Hello. True. Although sometimes she does stop into a costume change. I know. That's why it's yes. significant because it is, she is yeah. still full slayer. She is. She's still full slayer. <laughs> There's a lot of times where she's like, yes, I have to go save this person, but hang on just one minute. <laughs> and then she, sometimes she stops and puts on the red pants of death and you better that's look true. out when she has yeah. a red leather pants no, of death that on. She is going to fuck shit <laughs> yeah, up. Run. Yeah. Like, not, it doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> <laughs> You could even be another Slayer. Who yeah. knows? And if she has a crimping iron to go with those things, serious shit's going to go down. <laughs> She's not herself, if that happens. Uh, Angel is there in the mausoleum, dressed in black with a white shirt again. Interesting. Captain Forehead. <laughs> Tall, dark, and forehead. <laughs> we little puppet men. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> it's all spoilers. It is. It's all, all spoilers. spoilers all the time. Well, there's no way to really talk about all of this without spoilers. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Live nude spoilers. Everybody. And we're going to remind you of this a lot because we just spoil all the time. Yeah. It, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, what our 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 intro episode we spoiled in the first sentence that came out of our mouths. So. Very true. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Angel hints that he has a past with the vampires, and he's being. Cocky angel, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he tells her his name, and she's <laughs> Buffy's like, "That's a pretty name." <laughs> yes. And suddenly we have our gender roles reversed, <laughs> and it's beautiful. He's scared. He doesn't want to go fight the vampires. She says he has a pretty name, and she's totally going to go fight the vampires. She kicks open a door, all badass yeah. and stuff. That's and then awesome. says, "Wish me luck." And then they have the staring match. Yes, the staring match of meaningful. <laughs> yes. And she goes off, and as soon as she's out of earshot, he says, "Good luck." <laughs> So he'd see that Angel is perhaps putting on an act for our yes, like our young he, Slayer. He might perchance care more than he is letting on. Indeed. Yes. Oh, we, oh, we also find out, uh, Buffy says, do you know what it's like to have a friend? And Angel says, yeah, pretty much silence. Yeah. And it <laughs> so, gets really sad. Like you get to see the sad puppy eyes for a second. And it's like, oh. And he almost broods. He gets so close to, brooding, so close to brooding, but he snaps out of it. Yes. We almost see baby brood Angel. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Xander shows up to help Buffy. Buffy briefs him and us on how to kill the vampires. Mm -hmm. Very good backstory. Very good. for us to know. Sets out the rules for Uh us. Yeah. Uh, Xander pretty much brought no weapons, but did bring a flashlight that might get them killed. (laughs) (laughs) Good dog. Yeah. He's trying. He's like the dogs, you know, the ones that they like trained you know, to be on the battlefield, but then they'd throw dynamite and the dogs would go get yes. it and bring it back. Or <laughs> yes. like they would, they'd have the exploding vests, but then get scared. And so like go under a tank Absolutely. or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Buffy starts to tell a kick-ass war story <laughs> and she's very proud about this she war is. story yeah. and she's into it and stuff. And Xander's horrified and she stops telling the story and I really wanted to hear the rest of that story. Yeah, I know. I want to know about the X-Acto knife <laughs> and the giant neck. With a big neck. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, how do you do did that? Did you go in a circle? I know. Did you just, just hack in little pieces? Did you... Yeah. What did you do, Buffy? Help yeah, us. Don't right? leave us hanging, Seriously. girl. And, Damn. Um, funny, funny little side note. Mm. For a long time, I misremembered that story as her having nail clippers. <laughs> um, which was like way worse in my head. I'm like, how the fuck do you even do that? But snip. no, it's an exacto knife, which is a lot better. Snip, <laughs> snip, <laughs> snip, snip. Hey, hold, hold still, hold still. No, you basically just keep going until sun comes up, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like a vampire counting salt, which yeah, does not totally. happen in the show, but no. still. Yeah. <laughs> Vampire is to salt, and Slayer is to A, nail clippers, B, exacto knife, or C, paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the library, Giles is researching. He figures out that the harvest is that night. Don't. Yeah. Uh, Harmony. Yeah, it's Harmony. Hey, and Cordelia Harmony. are in the computer lab gossiping about Buffy and being mean girls, as you do. Look at the shirts. Yes. Yes. At this point, Cordelia and Harmony are very similar. They're wearing virtually the same shirt, but Harmony's has, what is it, Snart? It's a sparkly unicorn. <laughs> she has a sparkly unicorn shirt. <laughs> Harmony was Harmony from the very moment we she met Harmony. Was. Oh my God. I love Harmony. Yes. Like, this tracks all the way to when they figure out when who Harmony is when they find out that a unicorn statue was stolen from the magic store. <laughs> so like, awesome. This carries through forever, and I'm so in love with the shirt. I want one. I want one so bad. The Harmony shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At this point, uh, Harmony is a little bit less bitchy than Cordelia. Uh, Definitely a beta bitch to Cordy's alpha bitch. Uh, As 
Cordelia starts to change throughout the show, Harmony will be used as a mirror to show us Cordelia's character arc, just as Cordelia will be a mirror to show us Buffy's. So we need to watch for Harmony. Mm -hmm. Uh, Willow defends Buffy in the computer lab, very brilliantly in a nerdy way. (laughs) (laughs) Sabotaging their work. Uh, Meanwhile, Buffy is revealing herself to be a very good slayer, knowing that they're getting close because of the absence of rats. Because yummy. (laughs) Uh, they find Jesse. <laughs> I'm sure rats are very tasty. When did you eat rats, Louie? <laughs> okay, hopefully we'll cut out some of the laughing after that one. <laughs> 30 seconds of laughing, but that was fun for you guys. <laughs> so they find Jesse, anyway. Um, uh, Xander informs Jesse that Buffy is a superhero and she'll take care of everything. There are more vamps, and then Jesse himself, vamps. He feels good, strong, and connected, and he can hear the worms in the earth, which is different. Like, that's what you choose? <laughs> like, that's the thing you choose? I can hear the worms. Maybe Seriously, like, Jesse. Maybe he's always liked worms. Jesse. He could. He could be an angler. He could. He could. It makes it fishing so much easier when you just hear his little yeah, puppies down you can there just and pull like, them out. But yeah, like, why is that what you choose? <laughs> like, of all the things, because I would be maybe focused on, like, I can hear the trees growing. I can hear your blood pumping. I can hear, like... Which Something useful. Pump, Something pump. actually useful, like hearing your victim's blood pumping. Yeah, in your, like yeah. anything even just slightly less <laughs> mundane than worms well, and earth. Maybe he's going to eat the worms. Maybe he'll put one on maybe, each fang yeah. and <laughs> suck the blood out of the worms. <laughs> Oh, Jesse, he would. <laughs> he would, too. Oh, Jesse, baby. Okay. <laughs> he totally would. So more perks to being a vampire is what yes. we're saying. Yes. And he's very proud of the wrong thing on that one. Yeah. Go to an earthworm farm. You'll make bang. <laughs> yeah, but boy, he is sure excited about making the master happy. He is. And uh, Buffy and Xander pretty much escape after that. <laughs> and they get Buffy bends some metal and they pop out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and vampires are bending metal at the same time. It's Indeed. a whole bendy metal thing. It's kind of tense. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's actually pretty good tension, especially this yeah. early on. And uh, one of them grabs her leg, and then Xander kind of pulls, and you know the hand gets in the sun and mm-hmm. sizzles. And and it's a good thing Buffy weighs fifty pounds. Yeah, it's a little. Well, it's kind of Claudia in the well, but not too Claudia That's in true. the well, but yeah. same idea. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all about interview the vampire. <laughs> uh, the master is so not happy about this situation and pokes at a minion's eye. Yes, in in the most charming way. <laughs> Something it's, in your eye. Yeah, like Mark Metcalf is so brilliant playing the master. I can't get enough of him. I love him. He's so good. Like, he manages to be charming and so scary. Yeah, menacing. So menacing. Like, yes. he sells this character in ways that I don't think anybody else could. Oh, it's like, brilliant. Absolute props to him. So it's, good. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the day that I realized he was the same guy as in, was it Twisted Sister video? Yes. It was a great day. <laughs> It's a great day. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, his his and and we show him in this scenario when he's angry at his minion, he's not going to be forgiving. We already know that, but he doesn't kill him. Right. Either. He he'll, just He'll kill some later. Yeah, he, but he this might, one, yeah. he doesn't kill. Yeah, he doesn't kill him. He just very calmly says, "Oh, there's something in your eye." <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it just shows his menace and it shows his ability to truly spark terror and loyalty. Absolutely. In those who follow him. Back in the library, Giles and Willow are worried about the fate of their friends. Uh, Willow rocks the research, though, and Giles is pretty happy about that. Uh, back in the master pad, Luke shows off his very impressive biceps. Guy's huge. He's Brian so Thompson is enormous. Yeah. Uh, he drinks some of the master's blood, performing a ritual that will fuel the master. Slightly homoerotic ritual. A tad. Just a little. Just a tad. It's okay. It's vampires. <laughs> they have, get to do that. I thought it was hot. No. Okay. <laughs> Asexual. <laughs> Not asexual. Also, possibly with some kinks I have. I didn't know. I had no idea. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank y'all. <laughs> uh, back in the library, Buffy breaks the news to Willow about Jesse. Xander is upset and he's kicking stuff, as you do. He says he doesn't like vampires. He won't be changing his mind about that anytime soon either. <laughs> and Maybe ju- not ever. Well, justifiably. Mm-hmm. They're kind of bitey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Giles explains that the, harv- uh, the harvest in general and identifies Sunnydale as a hellmouth, first described that way by the Spanish. Sounded pretty spiffy in Spanish, too. It did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the master got trapped in a portal about 60 years ago, and there he has stayed. Oh, yeah. This, this is the part where if you look at the whiteboard in the background, yeah. it says hellmouth? Yes. In, in <laughs> so giant all caps. And it's, I don't know if I can finally see this because of the remaster or if it was just kind of like sitting there the whole time. But there's, if you look at the list, there's like a list of three things. I couldn't read them, but the bottom one says vampires. 
And then off to the side, it says Hellmouth after a scene or two. And and great work by the props department. That yes. did not show Hellmouth did not show up on the whiteboard until right before when they're doing the reveal about this is called a Hellmouth. Yeah, so good. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, Xander thinks that the the harvest will happen at the bronze, and as we find out, that is a very good assumption, basically for every season on the show. Good job. <laughs> It's always at the bronze. Yeah, just, the bronze. just go to the bronze. Yeah. There <laughs> was, is, a, as far as we know, one other bar at the in Sunnydale? Well, there's Willie's. Oh, yeah, there's but Willie's. No, the, there's the it. one that Oz plays at. Uh, that's it. But I, in, in my own mind, um, that, like, opens up later. Because, yeah. like, so many people are getting killed at the bronze. Probably. Like, maybe one of the owners leaves and goes and starts another bar that's only 21 and over, thinking maybe it's just, like, the, the like, teenage riffraff or something. Now with ne- yeah. less neck rupture. <laughs> <laughs> they have, like, those army blood pack things, like, in there, you know, that you, you just shove against a wound and, like, whatever those. Gentle listeners, please tell me what those are called. Please. I think they're called blood packs, aren't they? I think, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, they just go, it, basically, it looks like a giant tampon or something like that. Yeah. Apparently, tampons also useful um, in like the yeah. Navy SEALs when you get a nosebleed, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. Yeah, or a really big bullet wound. Yeah, thousand and one uses, yeah. or uh, four, whatever. <laughs> At the Summers residence, Buffy is getting supplies. Joyce is worried, referring to the parenting tapes she's been listening to, and unless the parenting <laughs> tapes are your teenage slayer and you, she's pretty much out of her depth here. Yeah, I will say we we have a theory about Joyce. Gentle listeners, is that Joyce was actually a pretty awesome mom before all this Slayer stuff happened. And she did not rely on parenting tapes and parenting books. But what happened to Buffy and then Joyce's divorce and all that kind of stuff has thrown her for such a loop that she now is going back to the parenting tapes and yeah. the parenting books. And she she's lost her she confidence. Something. Yeah, she's yeah. totally lost her confidence as a parent. She has no idea how to deal with Buffy. Yeah, you know, because she's vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so she's she's trying to figure out this this whole this whole thing. So mm-hmm. she's kind of had to start from square one. Yeah. And I, I think that explains a lot of what's going on with Joyce. She was never a bad parent. She just kind of ran into a stumble because Buffy mm-hmm. can't tell her what the hell's going on. Well, and, and uh, having to move, you know, having your daughter get kicked out of mm-hmm. school, getting divorced and having to move all at once. Well, it's kicked out of anybody. Kicked out of the school for arson. This wasn't yeah. like, like she got in a couple of scrapes where she cheated on a no, test. This isn't she like burned the end down of the, movie. the gym. Like she actually burned down the gym. This is really, really bad stuff. And uh, <laughs> as we find out later, they also put her into a mental institution. Yes. And, uh, you know, so she's been through a hard time, Joyce has, and she is doing her best to keep her curly haired little head together. <laughs> Absolutely. She is a lovely woman. Um, yes. but also during the scene, Buffy is getting dressed once again mm-hmm. while juxtaposed in front of Joyce, who is standing in front of some fluffy objects of childhood. Absolutely. And this time Buffy knows exactly who she wants to get dressed up as. <laughs> a vampire slayer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she wants to be dressed up as Buffy the vampire yeah, slayer. Imagine that. And in fact, behind Buffy would be her supplies, which <laughs> include everything you need to kill a vampire. Yeah. But- uh, hidden underneath. <laughs> The vestiges of girly childhood. <laughs> Absolutely. Like she picks up this like lovely little perfume and porcelain doll thing. And then it's like Slayer. Like, hey, Slayer gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, before Joyce leaves, she uh, dismisses the urgency of Buffy going out, saying everything is life or death when you're a teenage girl. So Buffy is forbidden from going out, but grabs her gear and holy shit, nice brown leather jacket, Buffy. I want that thing. That is no the way. nicest jacket. It's so awesome. <laughs> That's like a $500 jacket. <laughs> I love it. I, I, could, I make good money. I could buy a jacket like that. Do it. Um, <laughs> of course, everything really is life or death when you're a teenage uh, slayer. And she hops out the window. Mm-hmm. At the bronze, Cordelia has decided that it's exclusively senior boys for her. She's holding court and telling her minions how it is. I have to have the most expensive thing. Not because it's expensive, but because it costs more. This is one of those Cordelia lines that sounds completely vapid until you really think about it. And you're like, oh, that's what she means. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fine plan. Uh, Vamp Jesse appears. Uh, note, Cordelia and Vamp Jesse are both wearing black at yes. this point. And Vamp Jesse has had time to find a better fitting, yes. sexier looking sweater. He looks pretty good. Yeah, he does. Yeah, He's all dark and mysterious mm-hmm. and Cordy yeah. digs that. He's almost Captain Forehead. Almost. Yeah. He's almost a billowy coat king of pain, but he is not ready for that kind no, of thing yet. No, he's not. He loses his game about three seconds in. <laughs> but he has it for a full three seconds. He does. Yeah. And uh, and interesting, isn't it, that Cordy's attracted to a vampire. Oh, how I weird. wonder if that's going to pop up later. Mm, no, probably not. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Uh, 
there's a great scene with Darla in her schoolgirl outfit and Vamp Face skipping up to the bouncer with her vamp posse. I <laughs> love that scene. She's so Harley Quinn in she this episode, is. and I love it. She's so gleeful. <laughs> she's <laughs> just the best vampire ever. <laughs> and she's also like, she's like five foot tall. <laughs> she's like, tiny. We have a whole bunch of five uh, foot tall, scary, scary women. She, I mean, she is, <laughs> she is tiny, but I'm more afraid of her than I am of Luke. I gotta oh, yeah. say. Or possibly the master. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, but Luke and the master don't enjoy it as much as she, she does. Loves she loves being a vampire. Yeah, she loves this so <laughs> much. She loves the biting. She loves the killing. She loves the jumping around in her little mm-hmm. outfit. She loves it. <laughs> and we love her. Yes. <laughs> the, the vampires trap everyone in the bronze and start the ritual. Uh, Luke snacks on an extremely large bouncer. This is something uh, I said we we're going to talk about something later. This is something we're talking about. Uh, we're reminded in the scene of how strong Luke is. Uh, the show does this a ton. Darla was afraid of the master. Luke was rapturously intimidated by the master. The show will introduce us to a very scary thing and then show us something that is that the scary thing is afraid of, thus illustrating how really scary that new thing is. Yes. The master is in his lair at this point, clearly getting juiced by Luke's blood drinking. The Scoobies arrive. Buffy tells them to let her handle it and stay out of the way. She is the slayer, after all. <laughs> Giles tells them regarding vamps, uh, you're not looking at your friend, you're looking at the thing that killed him. It will be interesting to track what watchers know about vampires versus what vampires really are as the show goes on. Yes. Luke continues to feed. The master still can't get through his barrier, but he's getting closer. Darla drags Cordelia over to Luke. Uh, Buffy pretty much starts kicking ass. She takes off her jacket, exposing her white shirt and black pants, half light. <laughs> dark yin yang <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and of course by taking off her jacket she means some business the scoobies start getting people out of the bronze xander stops jesse from feeding on cordelia jesse explains to xander that he's way better than the original uh, luke almost bites buffy but she headbutts him and kicks his ass <laughs> awesome <laughs> willow uses holy water to save giles from darla interesting that buffy's spirit saved her mind here not sure what it means no, Gentle it, listeners, if you can find some significance in there, I'm not quite sure, but it seems significant to me. I mean, they go out of their yeah. way. Yeah, and they really show us this moment where the mind is pretty much overwhelmed by kind of a, a non-vamp. Yeah. Like, it's it's one of the, uh, the beta it, vamps. I guess it kind of is what seems to be happening to Buffy with Luke. He's got her in a bear hug, and she's kind of sitting there not doing much, and then, then she gets him in a headbutt position yeah, well, she, and smacks she him. She sort of just plays possum for a second. Yeah. She's waiting for her moment. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. We we don't see Buffy do that a lot. No, she's usually full slayer all the time when yeah. she's in a fight with vampires. She doesn't usually play possum too much. Yeah, so she mm. goes really strategic suddenly. Which usually involves her mind. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Xander passively stakes Jesse. <laughs> It's like, oh, crap, sorry. It's an accidental take. Also, on the note of staking, Buffy earlier with a pool cue. Oh, gosh, I love that part. It is the best staking possibly in the run of Buffy. I love that off screen. (laughs) And the pool cue is kind of wiggling around. And and then it just falls back and you hear the little noise. And that's all there is. It's so good. It's beautiful. I love that. I love it, too. Uh, Buffy fools Luke by convincing him it's daytime and breaking a window. See also Faith versus Angelus. And then staking him. It's interesting that Buffy did a very clever thing like this right after her mind was saved by her spirit, I will say. Oh, yes, that is interesting. Uh, the master is unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, just, just a little. He's just a little sad just about this. Just a little, no, just some tissues and a kitten. He'll be fine. His plans have been yeah. foiled by the plucky slayer. <laughs> uh, the other vamps are trying to kind of try to start trouble or trouble or continue the mm-hmm. trouble and Buffy scares them off with a look because she's a badass and they're all scared now. Yeah. And once you've killed the really scary thing in the room, all the less scary <laughs> things in the room really should flee. They should It's run. a good time to run. Yes. I respect bad guys that just decide like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, We're I'm done. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Totally fine. <laughs> and uh, Angel has been lurking in the shadows as he does. And he says, he says uh, she did it. I'll be damned. The next day. Cordy says she can't remember much, but it was probably gangs. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly on PCP. Doesn't say that part. The Scoobies are disappointed <laughs> that nobody remembers what they did. Uh, Giles explains that people justify what they see and how. Huh. Yes. Giles explains that the next time they might face something quite different, and indeed they do, <laughs> on the next episode <laughs> of Buffy Slayer of the Vampires. Giles is worried that these goofy teenagers will have a large role in patrolling the Hellmouth, and he observes to himself and us that the Earth is doomed. <laughs> so say we all. The echo of that line from this episode, um, 
in which Giles is probably very serious to the the last, the next and last time we hear this. Um, pretty much the meaning flips 180 degrees, and and I I can't wait for that part. Yes, it's beautiful. Also, there's a little tiny bit of foreshadowing where the trio is walking off into the sunset, as it were, and uh, into the Sunnydale, huh. and uh, <laughs> you know they're talking about how Buffy can get out of school, and Willow suggests that she blows something up. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, and for those of you who haven't watched before, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> well, you've been spoiled up, pretty much. That's already. true. Yeah, you've been spoiled this whole time. Um, they blow up the fucking school. Hell, when Buffy leaves someplace, she blows it up. She does. <laughs> like she doesn't want to go back. She's like ready to move on. I'm, hey, I'm going to graduate. I'll blow yeah. up the school. I'm uh, going to leave the town. I'm going to blow up the town. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, she needs to be careful with that after she leaves Sunnydale. There's not a lot of blow upable places in the world. I know you can't. Well, there's, what the Hebel, the Cleveland Hellmouth? Did you blow that up? Did blow up all the Cleveland? That's great. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's, no one will miss that. That'll be fine. I mean, like, can can we blame her for some of the the shit going on over in the Middle East or something? Like, I don't know. It's, it's not a terrorist. Buffy's just done living there. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I guess. <laughs> uh, so just drop the mic after yeah. that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>, Boom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so on that lovely note, gentle listeners, this concludes our first episode of the Diogenes Club podcast. Um, happy Halloween. Indeed. Yes. And uh, you'll be able to find us on Facebook under the Diogenes Club podcast. Big surprise. Uh, the Diogenes Club podcast.com and uh, multiple other platforms that will be announced as we are able to get them. Everything else will be in the show notes. Anything else that's interesting, I will try to include there. Um, please keep our discussion going on Facebook or through email or any other medium that you choose. Carrier Pigeon's great if you know where we live. Uh, if if you do, that's creepy, but good on you. Yeah. Nice hacking skills. There. <laughs> um, and this will be until next time. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you when we see you. Yeah, lame way to end a podcast. Okay, peace out, bitches. Bye. (laughs) And scene.